So now, Ryan, I get, you, I get a text from you that was kind of weird. I'm just going to be straight up with you. You sent me a video. Oh, no, this was on my Instagram story. It was on your Instagram, but you sent me a text I, of it before I, I saw the you. Instagram yeah, story. I sent it to you. So this, was, this was hilarious, man. So um, we planned to do this here. show last week. All right. So, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. We planned to do this show last week, and we didn't because you went, you went out of town, and we just postponed until you got back. But last I week, got sick right before the show. Yes, that too. And yeah. I, I decided to binge read the entire run of Something is Killing the Children. Because we're going to talk about we're that We're about show. to talk about that comic here pretty soon. Call us the Jimmy T channel, apparently. Apparently. But I decided it was a very nice day. I am pale as hell. I need to get some sun in, in whatever way I can. So I just decided to read outside on that Saturday. And I went to the park. So this is Ryan at the park. This is the message I get from Ryan. And he posts this to Instagram. Where can they find you, Fire Guy? At Fire Guy Ryan on Instagram. All right. So, and so YouTube. Check this out, right? Check this out, comic fam. This is Ryan. This is real life. <laughs> Ryan going to a park. Okay, so hold With on. Something a, is killing the children. A, what were you a, thinking? It's an awesome park. There's a lake. There's a trail. I went for a little walk on the trail, but the benches by the lake were all taken. I was going to sit by the lake so it's and not your like fault. look out at the water. And so I was just like, oh, I guess I can't read this here. I'm going to go back to my car. Question. Yep. If you were to have gotten a spot by the lake, would you have read Nice House on the Lake? Is this have to, like, does your reading no. have to do with the environment? No. I just okay. brought that one book with me because I knew I needed to refresh. And so I made the decision, like, I'm just going to go home. I, I blew it. I'm just going to go home. And then on the way back to the parking lot, I passed the playground, and then there was a bench open right there next to the playground, and I decided I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read a little bit here. It got too weird. I went home. So I went anyone, to the diner. I went to the diner and finished did, okay, my book. Did at the anyone diner. notice at the park? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Okay, but you went to the diner and finished it. Yes. That's right. I like reading at restaurants. It's fun. I I always like being able it. to. Pre-COVID, yeah. I used to do that all the time. I, at the bank, I used to go to like sushi, right, and, and just go in the and back then, and eat. As and I wa- was read Walking Dead and Invincible. And stuff. As I was reading it at the diner, the waitress asked me as I'm checking out, like, "Oh, what book is that? What's that book about?" And as you saw on the cover, <laughs> it says something is killing the children. It's got Erica Slaughter all covered in blood with big knives. I'm <laughs> just like, oh. Uh, it's, uh, it's about monsters. It's about monsters. I didn't want to get into like a whole thing. Oh, it's about a secret organization of monster hunters and all, all this stuff. <laughs> like, oh, it's mo- monster stuff. It's just monsters. Comic fan, we're yeah. talking about Jimmy T, James Tyne in the fourth, one of the best writers. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna say ever pretty soon. I think he's becoming my all time favorite writer. I'm just, just gonna throw that out there. He's, at least right now, he is mine. At least right now, he's yeah. my favorite. Um, who else is on this run? Where's the Deladera? Does the uh, the course, pencils? Of course, he does. Some stellar as well. And this right here is a world where monsters are not the only thing killing the children. Hot damn. That's right. So we're going to get you caught up on something that's killing the children. We're going through 22 issues, breaking them down one by one. This is going to take about three hours. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I think what we should do is remind people of where we've been, where we are now, and why this is a fantastic time to get caught up. A great time to start the new arc and to give some cred where credit's due because I really like where the story's gone. It's everything that I was hoping. That's good. It also feels like it's been forever since we got like a present day entry in this storyline. We had 15 issues, kind of the first season of this comic. And then they did like a five issue flashback storyline. And then we had House of Slaughter for a while there. And then this book was just on hiatus for a bit. 
So, um, if you didn't know, which we're, we have a community here filled with comic collectors and readers. I mean, this is a book that's like, you, you got I, I don't need to tell you that I'm spoiling Watchmen for you. This is equivalent to like modern age. Just everyone needs to read this. I'm guilty of already assuming most people are already on this book. Since as a modern person, shame myself. I feel shame. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to read this one. Get this. You you don't just need to get this. You need to consider having like more than one copy ordered on your pull list if you can afford it. It's about to hit Netflix or about to get made for Netflix. Hopefully, yeah. assuming everything. Yeah, you confirmed know. by Boom Studios that it was picked up. Teased by James Tyne, just like all of his other titles that are probably going to get picked up. Nice house, where are you at? But we're talking about something that's killing the children. Erica Slaughter, she is a monster hunter. And we're going to give some spoilers away uh, for the first arc because it completed like a long time ago. This book's been out for like three years. It's been going for three years, but we're going to give you a kind of a brief overview to set us up for the new arc that's begun with issue 21 and recently issue 22 because they are outstanding. It's, it's just so exciting every time. Every one of these books gets me so hyped about comics. So the first arc we had kind of hinted at earlier that James Tynan wasn't intending it to be as big of a book as it became. This was originally supposed to be a five-issue series, but as he was writing it, it kind of grew into a bigger thing, and it also turned into, like, one of the biggest hits. So between himself and the publisher, they're just like, we can do more. This is a bigger story. Let's expand. So the first arc, we have just Erica Slaughter taking out monsters that are invisible that only some people can see, but for sure, children, some children can see them. And that first arc concludes with them, with her going through the process of hunting down these monsters, trying to save individuals that she can, and then beginning the world building that at the time we have to assume wasn't planned to happen, but oh, clearly we got to continue this book. So we're going to expand this universe. The second arc is the focus of the other monsters because there were more. It had babies. It was a it was a mama monster that she killed in the first story arc, and then it turns out there's a bunch of very fast-growing baby monsters that are still an issue. That's right. So that's the second arc, but we also get introduced to a larger world. A lar- uh, There's more individuals that are hunting monsters, aren't there? Yeah, you find out the, more about the organization. She's part of the House of Slaughter and the other, the other people in the town that she's kind of protecting, and we're just building out this whole storyline and this world here. And this this whole first 15-issue story arc is basically like the first season. That's right. Of this story. The first season. Um, we have a third arc that takes us from the focus of the monsters killing individuals and more about the organization and how they handle these situations, but also why the monsters exist at all. So, heavy spoiler, but this is like old news at this point, and it's a key plot device that got me really invested in the story back then. Yeah. And it's also just fun to go back and reread this. Like I was, like I did at the park that whole day. I, I binged the entire, all 21 issues at the time. Issue 22 just came out like a week ago. Get the hardcover. It's, it's glorious. Yeah. It's a great like way to just kill an afternoon. And it's a, it's a really, really tight story. And I could honestly just see that being the first season of the Netflix show. Whenever oh, that absolutely. actually happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the monsters are manifested. If individuals believe in them. It's kind of a department of truth, you know, like low key, similar narrative like taking place. stealing here. his own ideas now. Yeah. Only Jimmy T can do that. So why would children be the ones to 
most often see the monsters because they're the ones who tend to believe in monsters. And the various houses that are in charge of monster control, their job isn't just to kill the monsters. It's to keep the secrecy and the belief shut, to, 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 to bring it to a close. And the only way you can ensure that happening is that those who believe cannot live. So, yes, we have monsters that are killing children, but it's not just the monsters. We have the monster hunters that have to protect the world at large because if everyone starts believing in monsters, the apocalypse is imminent. Sure, that makes sense. In the world of the story, that makes sense. And that's kind of what we're getting here with the second story arc here, starting in issue 21 and now 22. We're getting glimpses of a separate organization that doesn't really seem to care so much about like what sort of collateral damage they inflict. It's, it's part of the organizations that they can't. It's, it's like the rules. Hey, you, know, you, can't, you can't have one person believe because that will start a train of events, a domino effect. Kill all the monsters, kill all the witnesses. Yeah. Kill all right. the children, kill everyone. That's what they have to it's a do. a good strategy. I've used that strategy before too. <laughs> yeah, just, just wipe them all out. You can't be too careful. In and the video line. games. Yeah. There we go. Um, so we have a, a, the, the fourth arc that takes place, which is a, a prequel of sorts. It's how Erica Slaughter gets brought into the House of Slaughter. It's how, sure. it's how she becomes her own, why she was spared, because she would have been one of the dead kids. Her origin story. Yeah. yeah. So we get that all the way through till issue 20, which is why 21 is such an exciting thing for readers right now, because this really picks up where the third arc finished, where we had a prequel right in between. So... Erica has now finished the first monster dealings. And she solved the monster problem. She just moved on from that whole town. She moved on from the House of Slaughter as well. That too. She yeah. quit. She's like, no, leave me alone. Come after me if you want. And now we're going to be seeing not just new monsters, new characters, but a new threat that comes in the form of another house and another warrior, another ruthless, violent slayer. It's interesting to think about where this story goes from here because I got the sense after these two issues, it's moving a lot slower than the first two issues of this. You can compare them, issues 21 and 22, compared to issues 1 and 2, like the first two chapters of this story arc here. And this this stuff feels a lot slower and more uh, considered. Like he's definitely planning a lot heavier into like building the wider world. Why do you meet Gabby? What's that? This is introduction to Gabby right here. This is the first panel of uh, issue 21. That's right. We have a new character um, introduced. She has really dope hair, kind of colorful. One strand on the side. She's covered in blood in the back of a police car saying she wants a lawyer. She just witnessed something atrocious. Yeah. And I get the vibe. You were, you were, we were talking about this before that this person feels like your, your gut instinct is that this is going to be a new a new member of the House of Slaughter. Like, you think that we are, this person is going to be inducted and trained as a monster hunter moving forward. Absolutely. Um, I could see it. This right here is uh, a situation where she was, she discovered the monster attack. Her family was completely slaughtered. Her grandma was like, just like, her, her kappa was detated. To a degree. I can't remember if it was actually detated. But, but like, you know, intestines ripped out. Like, she just walked into something so horrific that she needs some damn counseling ASAP as possible. I also really just love the way Werther Deladera does the layouts here. There's a lot of, a lot, the series has a lot of two-page spreads. 
It makes me wonder how much of the layout Jimmy T is involved with because so many of his comics have so much. You got to assume that there's got to be some type of writer suggestion here. Go you know? nuts, he says, probably. Go so, nuts something or, like that. or lots of slanted panels going back and forth. Right? Like, Why are they not straight lines? You know, everything, right? Yeah. It, it definitely make, but it it, makes it feel uh, off. It makes it feel it's off, a but subtle it's so effect. much fun. It's so much yeah. fun. So um, she's chatting with this police officer because the police officer knows that she did not do the crime because they have a recording of her like showing up at the house and she they're, they're already dead when she arrived. But he's trying to get her to talk, but she has just experienced something so terrible that she is damaged. She can't even, she doesn't have time for this stuff. She's like, give me a lawyer, get me help. This ain't good. So we get a little glimpse about what she saw. Oh, gross. Yeah. So take a look at this. She walked in and she sees the horrificness. Is that a word? Sure. It is now. It is now. Um, She also says something pretty interesting that you kind of uh, hinted at. She gets a lot of her family's blood on her. She's holding her, you know, people. And um, she's also, you know, touching a lot of stuff. It's very, very grotesque. And she says, like, she needs a shower. She smells. You know, because she's she's covered in this, this this stuff, you know. And earlier in Something is Killing Children, I don't think I would have remembered this, but had I not reread it because of the hardcover, exactly. that is something that Erica Slaughter says. She says that she's got to take a shower. She stinks after she kills all the monsters. You I think be. that's you a subtle thing that okay. maybe setting her up for a future to possibly join. Probably not the house because Erica's not part of the house anymore. Who knows where that's going? But to possibly join up with Erica. Could we have... Now, poss- I mean, we already have one of the best female lead protagonists in comic books in the modern times. That's true. Is this the introduction to number two? I'm also just learning that my, my uh, I'm starting to appreciate artistic choices more. Let's go back to that one real quick. Yeah, sure. The panel borders there are so rough and jagged. Yeah, it makes you feel the, um, the tension tense. and the suspense and the right. fear. They're not straight, even clean lines on the panel borders. And I, I love that deliberate choice. It's like a Sharpie just kind of going, just kind of doing it quick. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I really do too. And um, you, you really feel for these characters because it's so hardcore. And we're dealing with, you know, we're dealing with kids, families. And what is this? Someone holding a dead body and it looks human. I mean, she doesn't know there's monsters yet, so she probably just thinks that's the guy who killed everybody in my house. Well, you're going to find out soon that it just took her a couple more glimpses to piece something together here that she can't even communicate because it doesn't make sense. We have also one of the coolest freakout moments because it's like, dude, leave this kid alone. (laughs) She's experienced something horrendous. You just got to like let her heal for a second. But this right here is the first oh snap moment because when she leaves the house and she sees the person responsible, it's a humanoid monster. You thought that the monsters Uh. were just limited to just looking like little creatures? No, they look different. This monster has a shoulder that separates from itself with teeth. teeth and a giant eyeball. That's terrifying. Yeah. Damn it, Jimmy T, you're good. What does that mean? I don't know, but he does eats it with his shift? shoulder. He, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. 
But I love that. I love that it's not the exact same monsters that we, you know, I assumed that that's kind of how it was for 15 issues. Like, oh, this is the kind of monster that they fight. But they look like these creepy creatures. There's a whole different, like, class. And there would be. That, that makes sense. I just never thought about it like that. And they, they mentioned classes before, but in my head, I'm thinking more of the same. This one looks right. bigger. This one's a little bit more purple, has more fangs, you know. But no, this is a completely different thing. And a lot scarier, especially if it can kind of pass as human. It's wearing pants. That's right. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with that, but we get introduced. Well, rather, Erica gets introduced to our new character, Gabby, because Erica goes where the monsters go. Yeah, that whole issue, Erica Slaughter, like the main character, the protagonist of the series, hasn't even showed up until the very end. She's wearing a Riddler jacket, too. I like yeah, that. Straight like, up. Yeah. That's really cool. That could be actually a really good cosplay. So now we're getting to issue number 22. So spoiler warnings, but this is the time to get back on board. And it's these two issues that are going to give you the biggest excitement in the, the, as far as foreshadowing goes and what we're being set up with. Because what can you do? You already kind of went through a lot in the first four arcs, right? So we have this introduction that is so hardcore. I don't think it's gotten as gruesome as this with the kids um, being yeah, killed. I don't know. Like, you witness a lot of messed up stuff in this series, like a little girl getting ripped in half in front of her parents' eyes by an unseen monster. That was a, a standout moment in the early issues. Well, look at this. We have this um, is pretty gross too. Clearly, monsters have invaded this home, which is why you see the pieces of one of the monsters that we actually saw from like the earlier issues, right? On the right over there, yeah. But we do have a lot of children. We do casualties because it's the title of the, the House book. of Slaughter cannot let anyone live. They're protecting the rest of the world, but you gotta consider what kind of person do you need to be to do this job? You have to be one that doesn't look at anything with. Um, with empathy. You have to look at, you have to be someone who is you detached. Show up, you show up to this house where monsters are invading and, and there's a screaming, terrified family inside. You kill all the monsters and the family's like, oh, thank God. Thank. We're so glad you're oh here. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. There's this really like badass looking person. They saved the day. Thank you so much. And then you got like the and Anakin Skywalker takes, moment. And then she takes out, or they, or whoever does this, takes out damn sewing needles. To just, like, do worse damage I'm to the kids. You Hopefully the monsters kill the family first. Like, I can, <laughs> that's my concern that's, uh, here. We, uh, it doesn't look like it. We get introduced to someone from another house. Someone who's elite. Someone who has a process of how she gets this done. Yeah. Someone who's definitely experienced this type of torment for the job that she is doing. And she also has kind of a, I assume it's like a lackey, a partner here that... That looks really cool. Instead of the bandana, he has this like, you know, almost like it's Rorschach like a, it's like a bandana mask. over the top half of your face. Yeah, red dagger type of thing going on it's here. It's like Ghostmaker, another character of James Tynan's. Yeah. Little bit, doesn't it? And that's it. That's all we're gonna do here for you. And there's me again. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, get too far into something is killing the children twenty two because it just came out. I want to leave some, some as AKA Mr. Bull would say, shout out me on the bone. This book has hit twenty bucks. Let off the gas, Colin Fennelus, you're really gunning for some jack for the goodness. $75 cover price on this, don't overbid, but if somebody wants it, we got it. 